Welcome to the Collard Tech Directory podcast. Before we get into it, and today we're talking about iOS 15, I just want to say filming and editing the first episode was so fun. I enjoyed it so much. I had such a great time. So today, as I said before, we're talking about iOS 15 and iPadOS 15. I think it's pretty interesting because there were some things that I thought I was going to notice that I didn't really end up noticing or caring about. And then there were a lot of things that they showed off at WWDC and I was like, eh, I won't really use that but then I ended up using it all the time. I thought it was pretty interesting. So let's dive into like some of the changes and what I think about it and stuff. So starting with Safari, Safari is pretty different in iOS 15. Uh, It's a lot to get used to. The first thing they did is they moved to the tab bar from the top to the bottom. Normally it's at the top, but now in iOS 15, it's at the bottom. Uh, I guess for reachability purposes, so you don't have to reach all the way to the top. Almost immediately, after downloading iOS 15. I think it was like within the hour. I immediately went into settings and changed the tab bar back to the top because that is a setting. If you don't like the bottom tab bar, you can move it back up to the top. And I did that almost immediately after downloading iOS 15. Once I saw what the Safari tab bar looked like, I was like, oh, I hate this so much. Uh, I have to switch back. But The one thing they don't let you change that is still radically different is where your tabs are, where you can like switch to different tabs and close tabs. That looks completely different. Instead of it being like a vertical kind of like list you can scroll through, now it's just like boxes, which is really weird. Uh, So that was a big change and that you cannot change in settings. So that's like basically you have to live with that. But anyway, those are some of the new Safari changes in iOS 15. Moving on to notes and reminders. Uh, The only feature in notes in iOS 15 that I've really noticed on a daily basis is tags, especially in reminders. Reminders also introduces tags, and that's where I use tags the most in reminders. Notes, I don't use it as much. I don't think I have any tags in notes. Uh, The most common thing I use it for is to write down my discussion points for these podcasts. That's pretty much all I use notes for. But in reminders, I use tags all the time, pretty much, especially for when I need to write down like things that I need to do. If it's for a specific thing, I tag it with the thingy so I can sort by the thingy. That makes no sense, but I use tags and reminders a lot more so I can sort my reminders by certain things because Anytime I need to do something or remember to do something, I always put it in reminders. I just put it in reminders. I put either when it's due or when I want to be reminded of it. And so I use the tags in reminders a lot. That is something that I didn't really think I was going to notice when they introduced it on stage. They were like, ooh, you can add tags now. And I was like, why would I want that? But I, I do use it a lot. So moving on to Weber, there's a lot more data now in Weber. I'm just looking at my Weber app here right now. It's very, there's a lot of stuff in here. Now the daily forecast is a 10-day forecast. So you can go all the way from today's Sunday. I can go all the way to next Tuesday, which is really cool. The thing that interests me the most with this Weber redesign is the radar maps. In the Weber app in iOS 15, there's an option to view a radar map. So you can see the rain and like the temperature map, and then you can do like time lapses of it. 
kind of like they do on Weber channels and like news channels and stuff. Uh, moving on to FaceTime, at WWDC, they announced SharePlay for iOS 15, which basically allows when you're on a FaceTime call, when you play music on your phone, while in a FaceTime call, it will play it for everyone else at the same time. But I couldn't try it out, or no one can, because it's not available in iOS 15 yet. I think iOS 15.1, which is in beta right now, I think that adds the feature back. So we can't try out SharePlay right now, but there are some things that are currently in iOS 15 FaceTime. And one of those things is FaceTime links. Just like you can create a Zoom link or a Google Meet link, you can now create a FaceTime link and you can share it with anybody. It doesn't have to be just someone with an Apple device. You can share it with someone who has a PC or someone who has an Android phone which is really cool. Uh, Cause I personally find that FaceTime is a lot simpler for people to understand compared to like Google Meet or Zoom. Cause there's a lot more like things built into it that make it more complicated. But FaceTime is just, FaceTime is simpler, which I like. Also in FaceTime, there is a feature that will reduce the background noise around you so that the audio focuses on you and not like something that's going on in the background so people can hear you better. Let's move on to notifications now. There are things I like about the new notifications and there are things I don't. Let's start off with the things I don't like. In iOS 14 and earlier versions, you could swipe right on the notification to open it and you could swipe left on the notification and click view and that would give you like quick options like to quickly respond to a message without opening the messages app or uh, trashing an email without having to open the mail app and click trash. But now the open option is gone. You can't do that anymore. When you swipe to the right, it does nothing. And then the view option is still there. You can still click view, but it does different things. You can't quickly respond to a message. You can't trash emails. So I don't like that. That's kind of annoying. But other than that, I love the new notification updates. The thing I use the most is notification summaries. Let's say you are at work or you're doing something where you pretty much don't check your phone for most of the day. At the end of your work day, you can set it up so you get a notification summary that will show you all of your notifications and like a neat little thingy. <laughs> you can set it up so that it goes at the end of the day or in the morning. Uh, you can set it at all different times. I think I have like three right now. I think I have one in the morning, one midday, and then one at the end of the day. I've definitely been using the notification summaries a lot. They also introduced focus modes in iOS 15. So now you can set up personal and work focus modes so that with a personal focus mode, you're not getting like emails or calls from work-related stuff because you're not at work, you don't need that. And then when you're at work, you're not getting like personal stuff so you can focus on your work. Do Not Disturb is still there as its own thing. It's just its own focus mode. Yeah, like I said, you can choose specific apps that you want to get notifications from and ones you don't. All right, let's move on to the photos. Uh, these features, I, I was really impressed by them when they showed them off on stage at WWDC. And they are quite impressive, but I don't really use them all that often. But basically, <laughs> live text is a feature in photos now, which basically allows you to, either when you're taking a photo or after you take a photo, it will recognize that there's text in the photo and you can like highlight it and copy it, paste it somewhere else. Uh, so also in photos, they introduced new camera info settings. So you can look and see what camera was used to take a specific photo, when it was taken, 
at what aperture, all of this fancy camera information is now built into the Photos app so you can see. The Mac already has a feature like this as part of the info panel in the Finder, but now it's in the Photos app on iOS and iPadOS, which is really cool. Now let's move on to iPadOS 15. Most of what I've said already also applies to the iPad. So like all the features in iOS 15 are also in iPadOS 15, except for the Weber stuff because iPadOS still doesn't have a Weber app. Uh, there are basically three main things that iPadOS 15 adds besides all the stuff from iOS 15. The first of these is you can now add widgets to the home screen in iPadOS 15, which is a good idea, but it's executed very poorly. It can be in portrait and landscape. So when you turn it from portrait to landscape and vice versa, if you set it up in portrait and then you turn it to landscape, it's all wonky. So you gotta like fix it to make sure it's in both properly. Uh, and then the other thing is in order to bring widgets to the home screen, they got rid of the Today View. You can't have that anymore, which I really liked the Today View, so I'm kind of annoyed <laughs> that they got rid of it. I made a separate video about that, like when iPadOS 15 was first announced. I was like really angry about it then. I'm not as angry about it now. Uh, I've kind of gotten used to it, but it is still kind of annoying that the Today View is gone. Uh, but the other two things are pretty cool, starting with Quick Notes. I haven't really used that feature other than to test it out. Basically, the idea is you can take a Quick Note. So you, you swipe up either with your finger or with an Apple Pencil from the corner of the screen. And then you can quickly like write or type a note. And then the only other thing I think is really worth noting is the app library. They brought the app library to iPadOS 15, which is really good because when they introduced the app library with iOS 14, it didn't come in iPadOS 14, but now it's here in 15. So now you can remove apps from the home screen so they're not there just in the app library. That makes my home screen a lot less cluttered because I had to have like folders just with apps I didn't really use, but now I can just hide them so that they stay in the app library. And when I need them on occasion, I can just go and search it in there but otherwise my home screen can solely be the apps I use frequently. So that's pretty much it for iOS and iPadOS 15. Usually I record for just under an hour. That's what I did last time, but I've only been recording for about half an hour. So maybe I'll take the rest of this time to talk about some other things because I've been doing this YouTube thing now for like maybe three months. I've been making videos for far longer than that, but I've been, like actually uploading them to YouTube for about three months now. And there are some things I've noticed, things that have happened that were really good or really bad. I was thinking maybe I'll make a whole separate podcast about my YouTube experience. Should I do that? Let me know in the comments below. Should I make a entire separate podcast about my YouTube experience, like things with that? Uh, Cause that, that could be interesting. I'm curious to know if that would be interesting to you, but I wanted to talk about some of the things. I won't dive into everything. I was just thinking of talking about my two most popular videos and how this sort of came about. My most popular video as of the time of recording is Google Pixel 6 specs in 60 seconds. This wasn't a video I was expecting to do well. I didn't really want it to perform well. I didn't really care about it. Obviously I like Apple the most, so I don't really care as much about Google stuff. It was basically a lot of people were talking about the Pixel 6. So I was like, I might as well make a video about it. In the early days of my channel, I used to have a series called Tech Tidbits. It was short videos, like around 60 seconds to give people like quick 
information without watching like a 20 minute video. Uh, so it was one of those videos. It was a tech tidbits video. And I just said, here are what the specs are. This is when we were thinking it's coming out because back then it hadn't been released. Uh, nothing really happened with it in the first couple of weeks. The first couple of weeks, it, it was like, it was performing pretty well, but it was like, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary for my videos. Like I had seen videos that performed better, but then I think like maybe two weeks after the video was uploaded. Then all of a sudden the views started to skyrocket and I was like, what is going on? So I looked in my YouTube analytics and I found, cause when you're watching a video, YouTube will show you recommended videos of what you could watch next. And I found out via my YouTube analytics that this other video about the Google Pixel 6 that had like thousands of views had my video as one of the recommended. So that's where a lot of the views were coming from. Now it has 112 views, I think. It's over 100. It passed 100 like maybe a couple, like maybe a month ago. It took me like five minutes to film. I said, here are the Pixel 6 specs. I made some cuts to cut it down to a minute and I posted it. That was it. But my second most viewed video was basically the exact opposite. Uh, this was my macOS Monterey public beta exploration video, which I poured a ton of effort into it. Uh, like I said, with the Pixel 6 video, I spent five minutes filming that. Um, with my macOS Monterey beta video, I spent two days filming. The first day I spent three hours in the afternoon, and that was just to install the beta on my computer because I wanted to film that process as well. That took like three or four hours. The next morning I picked up with filming the rest of the video. And that took about an hour or two exploring the operating system for the purpose of that video. I put a lot of effort into the video. I spent a couple days editing it. I really enjoyed making that video as well. I really wanna do more like that, but it's really not up to me. It's up to if there's more software I can test in that style of a video. If I were to get my hands like on an older computer, like that could run an older operating system, I can install that and test that and explore that. That would be really fun, but I don't really have any old Apple computers, but I would really love to do more videos of that style. That would be really fun. But back to the macOS Monterey beta video, uh, I was really hoping it would do well because I put a lot of effort into it and I really enjoyed it. Uh, so it did. It initially got, I think in the first week or two, it got like 50 something views. It was a little more than average. And then it slowly started to creep up in views after that. Maybe like a week ago, it just hit a hundred views. If I had to pick one singular video that I'm most proud of, that would probably be it because I really enjoyed making it. The filming process was fun. The editing process was fun and it got a lot of views that I'm most proud of that. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm now doing this format where the videos are longer and they're unscripted because that's exactly what that was. It was a longer video, it was unscripted. I really enjoyed that. And so I think that's part of the reason I decided to do something like this. I think I might just talk a little bit more now about how the podcast kind of came about. This might've been about a month ago. I started to feel burnt out with the video making process. I was... I felt like all I did was film and write scripts. Like I did edit a lot also, but I enjoyed that. So that didn't bother me as much, but I didn't really care for filming and I didn't really care for writing scripts. And I felt like that's all I did all the time because I wasn't enjoying it as much. And I was like, if I'm not enjoying it, I might as well not do it. So I was like, I either need to just stop making videos or figure out a better way 
to do it that doesn't stress me out and I enjoy it more. I started to think like, what do I enjoy about the video making process? And I came up with a couple things. I really enjoy editing and I don't like the filming and script process of it. I think having to stick to a script and like make sure that what I'm saying is perfect was what made the filming process unfun. And so that's, I think why I decided to go with more of a long form podcast thing that's unscripted and I can just flow with stuff. So the filming process for this podcast definitely takes a lot longer. I used to spend like 15 to 20 minutes previously. Now I spend like an hour. But the difference is I enjoy this filming process way more. It's a lot less work to set up. Pretty much all I did was I set up the camera over here. I did some other things to make sure everything was good because I, I still have that perfectionist side of me that needs to make things perfect. Uh, but I tried not to spend too much time on it. Then I start recording, sit down, and just start. And it feels so good. Had I not found this alternate way of doing my videos, eventually I probably would have just gave up. But I'm really glad that I found this other way of doing it that doesn't stress me out and I enjoy like a ton more because I love talking about technology and sharing my ideas and making things like that. Now I think I've really found the perfect way to do it. So I'm really happy with that as well. While we're on the topic of the podcast, I might just go over what my plans are in the future. It probably won't be every week that I release this podcast. I won't like stick to a schedule. It will basically just be if I want to film a podcast, I will do it. If I don't want to do one that particular week, I just won't. So it'll probably be every one to two weeks or so. That's just like a rough estimate. It won't be sticking to a schedule at all. It'll definitely be at least once or twice a month for sure. I don't want to say a specific day of the week because I want to make sure that I have time to edit and don't feel rushed. I don't like feeling rushed. So I'll just film and then edit however long it takes me then it'll release after. Uh, so I'm not really sticking to a schedule. It'll just kind of happen when it happens because I just want to be able to sit down and talk about what I want to talk about, edit and take my time and not have to worry about, ooh, I need to come out with this video at this time. So that's my kind of like spiel on that whole thing. And I think that's it for today's episode. It was a lot of fun again. Uh, I really had fun talking with you. Oh, you're gonna stretch? You stretching, huh? Come here, bud. What you doing, bud? Oh, you're so cute. You wanna go outside? Where's the door? You wanna go outside? Come on. <gasps> oh, there he goes. So that's it for today's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I will see you whenever I see you. I don't know when it is. I don't know what we're gonna talk about, but it should be fun. So, bye.